0: Inspiring you to reach your goals and live your
1: dream. And live your dream. This is the Keaton Nelson Show. Alrighty, guys, I've got a very special treat for you today. Um Stacy Van Thun is on here, and she's got a lot to share. So listen up, guys. Stacy, thanks for being on the show.
0: Hey, my pleasure, Keaton. How are you today?
1: I'm um, fantastic. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, amazing. Although, Ooh. I mean, I'm amazing. But it's cold outside we're in this transition of season so like everything get prepared and uh, handle it but yeah it's freaking cold today in edmonton
1: yeah (laughs) so i um i I think he messaged me on on instagram and wanted to be a guest i got like a lot of messages i had to say no to a lot of people i wanted to have you on i saw that you're a pgi consultant can you tell people what that is (laughs)
0: Sure. Becoming a PGI consultant means that I had the absolute pleasure of working with Bob Proctor to be upskilled in my mindset. And now I'm able to, you know, support and guide people through the programs that were developed by Bob. And if anyone doesn't, isn't familiar with Bob Proctor, he's like the world's leading wealth and self development expert. He transitioned last year, but um, I was just really fortunate and blessed to be mentored and be engaged with the proctor gallagher um, institute and that's a lot of my mindset work as well as the coaching programs that i offer are from bob
1: yeah it's awesome i've gone through thinking in results it's a good one it's a great one yeah thinking definitely into results leading true. the
0: field and it's really all around i mean it was a life-changing for me i had been studying mindset before but nothing quite like what bob teaches as far as really getting to the root cause of our results, which is ultimately the thoughts we think. And then how do we uplevel those thoughts permanently by reprogramming our subconscious mind? I think a lot of things, you know, they go in waves, but unless you really truly understand that relationship between your conscious, your subconscious mind and your body, it's, you know, it, it will go off for a little bit when you're motivated, but on those challenging times you easily slip back to that old self image and the old habits and so my passion is helping people to live um level up their self-image and really understand that we are worthy you are enough and let's start to uncover those layers that we've built up from past experiences and trauma in our lives to fall more in love with the vision of our future than the memories of our past yeah. i get fired up
1: i know i know it's so good it's so good <laughs> um yeah i've uh this is my second time going through tir i'm newly lead the field and. Paid for my fiancé to go through TIR with another consultant. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's been well, absolutely life-changing. Bunch of quantum leaps. My business, uh, we started the year at like 11000 a month. In November, we are on track to do 347000 And I'm just like, holy smokes.
0: Well, and I think that this is where it's so important to share with your audiences. It's like through working with uh, coaches such as myself that really have that understanding. Like we do do the quantum leaps. Like we make the impossible possible. Well, you do because we just provide the framework and the guiding and that accountability part. But really understanding why we think, why we think, why we do what we do. And that the only thing right now that is limiting us is us. So when you can get out of your own way and start to dream and live from the inside out, leveraging your imagination, your intuition, your perception, as you know, that magic in your mind, you can really create our reality. But unfortunately, we've just never been taught this.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. So I want to pause for a second. I want to take a step back, rewind a little bit. Um, Where are you from originally? What was it like growing up? Were your parents together? Happy home? Poor? Rich? Kind of, like, what was it like growing up as Stacey?
0: Oh, I love that you're asking this question. Um, so I grew up in small town, Saskatchewan, a town of like 5,000 people. Where everybody knew everyone. Always told, you shine too bright, you're too much, you're too bold, too broad. And so I would temper that a little bit to allow other people to shine. The good news is, is that I have amazing parents and they were always supportive. Sport was a big part of my life. But so was, you know, getting good grades and making sure you got the check marks, going to university, getting a job, you know, having that pension, getting married, having kids. So from a young age, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom one day and then I wanted to go to university, get a good job and have that pension. So I believe that um, my, my lifestyle was middle class. And so my goal was to be able to support and provide for family in a similar way that my parents did, because I felt like my life was great. You know, we were an extravagant living, but we got to go skiing. We go, you know, the trips to the lake, but no trips to Europe, for example. But again, our belief was um, that was for others that had more money. And this is what we did. And so I found myself growing into that and really when i woke up my awakening kind of was around 40 i was like well holy shit everything that i've dreamt of i'm living but i i thought that that would be enough and yet there was something missing so i made a change but growing up was awesome i i have the best um the best parents almost so supportive that you know i i I hate saying this sometimes, but I lived so I didn't disappoint them, too, because they had given me so much that I remember I went to university in Ottawa. So I left Saskatchewan and I wanted to just like break free and go somewhere where nobody knew me and move to Ottawa across the country. And um, I loved my time there. But the the most challenging part was I'd only get to come home twice a year to come see my parents. And so at that time. Um, after my schooling was finished, they're like, so, you know, you're not married yet. You're not living. You could move a little closer to us. And uh, I, your, your mic's okay. No, and worry, I remember specifically thinking, well, how selfish will I be if I chose to live out here and not move closer to home? All they want to do is when I get, you know, in a relationship to be part of my kids' lives and they've done everything for me. Why wouldn't I move back? Um, you know, in hindsight, if I would have known what I know now, I think my my thinking would have been, why won't I just earn money so I can see my parents like they did live close to me and not have to worry about moving back. But I moved to Edmonton where I live now. And uh, I mean, Edmonton's been good to me, too. So I was later in life when I got married, not till like 33, had my kids later in my 30s. And uh here I am now in my forties, finally reliving my dream and really stepping into my power and making decisions for myself.
1: Wow. So and I'm excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is awesome. I actually, um, as you're talking, I'm like, ooh. Um I realize a a paradigm in mine or like something that I'm I'm catching, I didn't realize. I sort of did, sorta of didn't. Um was I'm definitely like pleasing, like trying to make sure my mom's happy at all times. I grew up with a single mother. Um it's just always me and her in the household too. So you know, like I was afraid to move away because she'd be really disappointed. She wouldn't be able to see my kids. And then it's all it's all about her, her, her my my fiance's parents and having being close to them. Like we can't move away. They'll and then at the same time, like I worry about my kids. I want my kids to be able to have you know, that time with them, but like, I mean, I've been flying them around this year and to different places. When we travel, I fly my kids and my in-laws out to go, uh, so they can spend time with the kids and take care of them while I'm at a conference or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But then I still get to go to the Airbnb and spend time with my kids and not sacrifice that because I'm working and stuff. Um, but we, I've, (laughs) <laughs> i've been manifesting this for a while but i've been going i want to move to florida really really bad and um we're finally going to look at places and, and uh make the move but i yeah i did just want to do everything for for them and not realize that I, why not both right Let's why say. not
0: both exactly why not both and you know we just weren't taught to think that, and my parents worked really hard to get to where they are. They're both from really big families, and Catholic families, too, so, um, you know, wanting more than that was almost viewed as selfish. Mm -hmm. I get told a lot of times, like, you have life better than most, and, and for the most part, I do, but that doesn't mean that because we want more that we're not grateful for what we have, Mm. And, you know, that was a big switch for me was like because I, I specifically remember as a kid saying, well, I don't want to be uh, rich like they're they're selfish there. I never saw it as the more you earn, the more you can give. It was never perceived in that way. And so it you know, I didn't dream bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And when I really got involved with Bob's work and started to understand my paradigms, it was like. The only reason I haven't achieved more is because I haven't thought of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't allow that for myself, and so for me, like the next big step was what freaking retiring or waiting till like you know, it was important for me then to save for to pay for my girls schooling when they go, and it was important for me to have the money for when I want to retire to get a place or wherever. And but like you know, when we set these goals, we want to set goals that we don't know how it's going to happen. And those ones at one time, I didn't know how, but I was living a life that I did know how now. And really, like no wonder I felt stuck or that something was missing. But I don't think, like I said, if I would have ever done this work, that I would have ever realized that I just would have accepted it because so many other people are in that exact same predicament. And it's just quote, unquote, normal. And we just think that, like, that's what we do now. I think that's where they have the top of the hill at a certain age, and then you go down because you're just waiting for the next one, right? And my passion, as I said, was to help people to level up their self image, but it's also to reframe these beliefs, like middle age is up and then it's just downhill or failure. Like, to me, middle age now, when I'm walking into that, is like freaking hitting a platform to jump higher because. I now have this experience. I can leverage it and really step into my truth and live myself for me. And although my kids are the most important thing to me, I'm not going to be the best example for them. If I'm not living my dream too, I can't tell them to live theirs and then stay in their shadows or base my value off of them. And I just see so many people doing that and, I just want to give them a big hug and say like, love yourself first. And that is loving your kids more.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I took you. so many things. I'm like, which, what do I want to pick apart? Um, I actually want to stop on the goals for a second. Yeah. Um, Maybe you're, you're the, you're the pro. I'll let you do it. But can you, to anyone who's listening, who's never heard of Bob Project before, they don't like um, know anything about this stuff. It's all brand new to them. Can you explain to them the difference between like a, an A-type, A type, a B type and C type goal?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think really important when we realize about goals is the whole purpose of a goal is to grow. And it's to bring more of ourselves to the surface. And I think a lot of us, we've been trained that the purpose of having a goal was to get something. And yeah, that getting of something is wonderful, but it's really who we become in the journey. So we're spiritual beings. You know, we have an intellect. We are spirit and we put in this body. But spirit is for further expansion and growth. And so why that's important when it comes to goals, as you mentioned, A, B, and C type of goals, is that there's these goals that we set for ourselves that we already know how to do. So for example, the one that you know Bob always uses as the example is that somebody wants to buy a new car, but they already own a car. So I mean, it's not that wanting to buy a new car is a bad goal. But if you're buying the same type of car that you've already had, you already know what to do. You know how to save the money, how much, where to go, what is the process. And so there's no growth. You um, go sideways. Then there's the type of goals that, you know, I think majority of us plan for and plan being the opportunity because we think we can do them. If I do A, B and C, then it will lead me to this goal of D. But, but the challenge with a lot of those is, They're not really inspiring for us. They're not locking into our desires. So as we're going to accomplish step one to two to three, we fade out and then it just kind of drops. And again, not a lot of growth because we still know the how, but the goals that we want to set for ourselves. And when you probably think about it back, like when I think about it, even back to when I was, you know, a teenager and wanting to live a life that's equal to or greater than my parents i didn't necessarily know how right but i believed i could and i saw that and so then i took the steps that i thought was and then here i am living that but that being said um the goals we want to continue to set for ourselves are those goals that excite and inspire us all at the same time where they like ignite something in our soul we lock into it and we don't know the how but we might know a step or two to get us started in. But we start to really use the word manifest earlier. Like, I think it's important to know we are manifesting all the time. The challenge is we're thinking more of what we don't want than what we do want. And that continues to come into our life. And then we're like, see, I told you it doesn't work. That's because you're not thinking of what you really want. So when it comes to these goals, you want to lock into this vision, this image and the screen of your mind using your imagination to something that is like lights your soul up and fused to that want. So the most critical thing for people is if you're feeling stuck or, you know, you're not, hey, you're finding yourself getting frustrated easily, you're adopting habits that aren't suiting your highest self, then I would ask you, what it is that you want and lock into a goal that's greater than what you know the how and then trust that the how will be uncovered when you raise yourself to that frequency of that goal and live from the end Mm. it's a simple equation right the challenge is staying persistent to it and commit it because we live in this world that you know, one blames. So we play victim a lot, never look at these like opportunities or these stumbling um, blocks. We look at them as failing and then it wasn't for us versus, you know, where's the good? What's the lesson I can learn in this and continue to put that into my bucket of knowledge? Because again, I'm expanding and I'm growing and then continue to move forward or this instant gratification place where it's like, well, I've been visualizing this for a couple months now, hasn't changed, so it must not be for me. We really want to guide and say, like, this is a long game. We're going for the endurance. You don't get to say how. You don't know that tomorrow the universe was like, but, but it was right here. So you just have to have that unyielding faith, that belief in yourself, and um, continue to reinforce what it is that you want. And in doing so, that's when we really start to reprogram our subconscious mind. Mm. And I can keep going. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. So if you (laughs) do that, then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're living it because you are. Here's a place. Your imagination is a place. And we keep waiting for something to appear on our outside world. But we need to realize that we create the outside world. So as more we wait, it'll never happen.
1: You just have Mm. to step and go. That's right. That's right, guys. That's uh, right.
0: Guys. I don't. I don't want to ever to feel preachy, because it's no, not like that. No, it's not. It's like no empathizing and understanding why we think what we think. Mm-hmm. But once we understand that, then it's our responsibility to take accountability and then to make a decision. If you don't like what's coming into your world right now, you're the creator of that, and you have the power to change that. And we change that by the thoughts we think. So start to fall more in love with the vision of your future. Then your memories are of the past and um, go from there.
1: Yeah. My favorite thing or, well, it's like a long form of short form of this, but the short form is like just asking yourself, what would you love? Right. Just what would you love? Yeah. I even ask it on interviews with new hires. Yeah. (laughs) I said, what would you love? And they're just like, what? No one's ever asked me that before. You know what I mean? They're like, what do you mean? For a job? For this? I'm like, no. just." what would you really, really love, right? Like, just sit and think about that for a second. It's amazing. And then... um,
0: What's Yeah, go ahead, Keaton, because I was going to say, but it goes back to what you were saying before, right? That I think that we're afraid of admitting what we want and what we love because we've lived a life where we are, you know, trying to please other people, like whether it's our parents or our spouse's parents mm. or whatever. So we're, we've been so used to thinking of what we love in terms of how it will impact others that we care about yeah. and we're good people. So, you know, those relationships are important to us. So we don't allow ourselves to really get past the fact by stating what you really love isn't being selfish. It's necessary to your well-being. Mm. And uh, I think that's so important to know is that I love your question. What do you love? But even adding to it, if if you could do what you love without fear or worry of it hurting somebody that you care about or disappointing somebody, what would that be? Yep. And then really getting like those other barriers like removed so you can like tune into your heart because you won't have a calling on your heart. That you can't do, and you know sometimes that's hard for us to believe. But it won't lock into a desire unless it was made for you. So you have to lock into that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I was I was about to say another version of what you said, but um, I was at lunch with a buddy, and he was telling me about how much he hated his job and how uh, like this is like a friend from high school. Even I haven't like got we were friends in high school and college. Got a little disconnected. Past few years and reconnected, and grabbed some ramen with him, and he's telling me about his job and how much he hates it, it makes him miserable. How he wants he started this like this business on the side, and he wants it to grow, and but he's also like not sure about it and if it's really what he wants to do. And I just asked him. I said, like first, like what would you love? You got to decide, like what you really want. And I mean, not even decide, but like discover, right? So I said, just take some time. I suggest everyone does this. This is like gold. Um, God. Even like even like a day. I, I I spent a weekend doing this with people that I trusted and cared about, and they they were you know asking me questions to provoke this. But even if you can't find that, find like a, a couple hours. Sit alone by yourself quietly and think about what you really really want. What do you really? What would you really really love for your life? What is like ten years from now? Doesn't even have to. I like to say 10 years because it gets some thinking a little bit bigger, but like it won't take 10 years, but think about 10 years from now. What would you really, really want your life to look like? Who do you want to be hanging out with? What what is it, what's what's the day in the life look like? What time do you wake up? What are you eating for breakfast? Who's around you? Where do you live? How like, what's your house look like? Everything that you like, if if there was no time, money, any constraint it wouldn't hurt anyone that you love i love that i never thought about that but it wouldn't hurt anyone that like you love in the process um just like if everything that is stopping you from everything that's a butt take those out of the <laughs> equation just go sit down do that write it out like it's a shopping list right like a wish list about all the things you want look at that and then just start there you do that <laughs> you're going to be like so much further along than you know, probably 99% of the people in the world, right? Just that yeah. first step. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, this stuff has been... I love it. Um, like you said, you don't need to know how. Sorry, my mic's getting all messed up. I got to figure this thing out. Um So, um, yeah, it's been... Like, I didn't have no idea I was going to do three over $300,000 in a month at the beginning of this mm-hmm. year. A year ago, like you have no idea. I just got exposed to this stuff, and I didn't. I didn't know how. This is what's really wild is I didn't know how I was going to do it two weeks ago, like, and in in those two weeks, well, I guess a month ago, it was in mid October. I had no idea how I was going to do this. I thought my business was going to grow a different way, and yeah. it shows up, and then you look, and you're just like, "Where has it been this all this time?"
0: Right. <laughs> And, and yet, like, it was probably always there. We just weren't on the frequency of it to attract it. And, you know, I've studied a lot with Bob, obviously, and I could bite into theology because I believed in the universe and I believed in God and whatever you call it all acts the same, it flows in and through us. It's omnipresent. It loves us more than anything that can love us. But I also started to work with Dr. Joe Despendo over a year ago, and I just love the intersection between science and theology, because if you can't bite into it with from a theology sense, well, we can, we can prove it through science and, um, quantum physics and, and really understanding your, your brain and, and how it gets hardwired into these thoughts. And if you think about it, like we have over 60 to 70,000 thoughts in a day. And of those thoughts, like 90 to 95% of them are the same thoughts that we had yesterday. And so when you think about that, if you're only allowing that 5% of your conscious mind to determine, to get you from the 11,000 to the 300,000, there's just not enough room in there (laughs) to, to use those thoughts to say, well, how does it work? Because we've just been so trained to think logically you know and in thinking into results that like the coin phrase is like do the illogical because as soon as you're doing something that's illogical then you're in alignment with those 95% of those thoughts that you consistently think and if you consistently think in the same way then you're just living the past in a new day you're just going to get the same so you really have to recognize that our subconscious mind and stuff, its job is to keep us safe. So when we have a new thought, something that is not currently in alignment with what we're doing or in alignment with those 95% of our thoughts, it, those ones are going to overpower them. They're going to say, no, no, that's silly. Like You can't do that. Who are you trying to kid? You can't make $300,000 this month. Like that's one or oh, 2%. i am feeling that's and thinking reasonable.
1: those things. As, like, right? It doesn't change because I know this stuff. It still has No,
0: it doesn't. It doesn't change, but you shorten the refractionary. Yes. And, and, And you're aware. So it's all about becoming more aware of our unconscious thoughts because we'll still get scared and we'll still do these things, but we recognize them what's happening. And we say, okay, thanks subconscious. Yes. But I, I don't need to listen to this right now. And I know from the universal laws that everything has an opposite. So I'm going to choose to go to the opposite of that and dwell into like what could be. So, I'm going to start to believe more in why I can versus why I can't because faith and fear both require us to believe in something in the invisible. Why do we spend more time fearing it than having faith that it will happen? And if we again, if we're manifesting by the thoughts that we think, then think of what it is that you want, care more about how you feel. And think about those feelings, those thoughts that make you feel good. Mm. And we raise our vibration and we attract more of like energy to that.
1: Yeah. Um, that's So that was brilliant. I want to write that down. The quote you just said Um, about faith and fear. Oh, it was so good. I was like, wow.
0: Uh, that they both require us to stay in the invisible. I wish I could
1: yes, that. I yes. Yes. That. That, that was it. That they both require us to stay in the visible uh, and to believe in something in the visible or like focus on that. And um, I don't know. Um, f- fear creates anxiety. Right. And then yeah. faith creates excitement. And what's yeah, really, really so- funny is that anxiety and excitement are the same emotions just through a different perspective. It's the same physical 100%. expression. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it does. And, like, I think that this is, you know, what before I did start doing mindset, today, he used to not appreciate the phrase, well, it is what it is. Right? <laughs> you can't rap, well, it is what it is. But I think when you really start to understand that, that's a really powerful statement because everything just is what it is. It's our thoughts that determine what it is. So if you have this perception that is like a negative what it is then you can automatically change that by changing your thoughts so going back to what you're saying like the cause of all anxiety fear worry doubt is ignorance right it's of not knowing and we're all i love how david melter says this he says you know we're all ignorant to a point because nobody knows everything but are you ignorant and humble and ignorant and ego because when you're ignorant and humble that means you're still open and as soon as you open to the possibility, like open your mind, you open yourself to the possibilities. But where you were going on the other side of the spectrum of fear and worry, and doubt, the opposite of ignorance is knowing and studying. And that's the, really what you were saying even before, like closing your eyes and getting in tune with what it is, increasing your awareness of who you are and what you want. And when we can like go from that place of knowledge and studying, understanding, it leads to us feeling um feelings that want to be expressed versus depression which is inside and so then the opposite of a- anxiety or whatever would be to express it and you go to excitement that leads you to further acceleration to put a body at ease versus a body you know at dis slash ease one at not at rest so just mm. really even realizing that how you interpret the feeling you have complete control over it. And so when we really start to think about it, this was funny, actually, I was skiing last year with my daughter. And she was like, at the top of this one, and she's a good, like a decent skier. But it got to this new hill that would look a little bit steeper. And she instantly went into like, panic and doubting herself, right. And I was like, like, snap out, like, just think about this right now, you're causing this feeling you haven't even gotten down the hill, you haven't even tried it. Like, just recognize that, It's just that not knowing right now, that's scaring you, but you are good at this. And, you know, if you consider to psych yourself out right now, you will fall down this hill like you will. Mm -hmm. But if we can like flip you right now into believing that this is the same as the hill that was there, just imagine that one and you make your S curves a little bigger, you'll get your way down there. But it was just amazing for me to see as a parent how she was so working herself up into this state of anxiety by fearing what could happen. And when we could just like help her to understand, like, like Vic, just think through this right now with me, right? And she got to a place where she's like, oh, yeah, it is the same. It just looks a little different. Oh, I can do that. But it was like, but um, in the past, I would have instantly gone to more like, what are you doing? Like, don't be, don't be silly. Like, this is like how you're responding is crazy right just do it and that would have just added to her frustration so mindset's really even helped me as a parent to better to respond to help break things down than just initially react although i'll be honest i took the ski the ski pole and just whacked it on her head for a quick i was like snap out of (laughs) it (laughs) i needed an emotional impact at that moment right like
1: like,
0: you just hit me on the head with this people yes let's start Mm -hmm. fresh (laughs)
1: that's hilarious (laughs) <laughs> that's great yeah um that's a that's a brilliant story uh to illustrate that because i like i've had a hard time i just tell people like oh it's impacted my marriage it's impacted my the way i treat my kids it's impacted my relationships with my my mother with my my friends i'm i have more friends now it's like hard to explain that that story was so brilliant because it's it's true It changes everything um and yeah obviously i'm really passionate about this stuff i actually just had another podcast guest who's a pgi consultant too so i'm like um i'm gonna space out these episodes just for my audience because i have a lot of different people on here but it's um it was literally yesterday we recorded it and i was like oh my god um and it's it's like no, i'm attracting these things to me obviously and it's just a bunch of you guys are coming at me and i I happen to help um we can talk offline about it but that's like that's not why i do this podcast either but um i help them scale their businesses to seven or eight yeah. figures and stuff. So um, it's it's funny. I'm helping them. They help me. It's it's like really just like amazing. So um, yeah. And that's I actually that, that's the that, offer that's taken me from where I am now to there because I'm making them like 20 times as much. <laughs> um, that's
0: amazing. Yeah. And that's just it, right? Like I think that even... Uh, what I've come to learn is even on myself on my own journey is that every time we go through the material, and if we really stay committed to it I mean I wake up every morning to study since Dr. Joseph I don't miss a morning with not meditating because it just really came to me that if I truly believe that thoughts become things then why would I ever miss a moment like a morning when my brain's in theta where I can like unlock the analytical, to dump into the subconscious. Why would I ever miss a day to intentionally create the day that I want to have? Mm-hmm. And I feel like as you get more comfortable in this, and PGI was wonderful because it gave me a, a launching pad, but I'm also Stacy. Yes. Like yep. I offer those programs but I also offer my own and that was also like even with myself because coming after I'm like I'm always like I'm a recovering people pleaser but then I wanted to like please some of the um, like the image that PGI has which is important Mm -hmm. but I also want to show up at Stacey that I love fitness and I want to come and coach somebody in my gym clothes I love dressing up but I also love you know, mm. throwing on a baseball cap and going for a run and doing whatever. So really yeah. owning that authentic self. Because when somebody said one time, like, just be your authentic you, I'm like, well, who the hell is she? She's been hiding and transposing herself so many times to suit different things that I've really got to do that. So I think that that's even with all of us as who teach mindset is that we realize that it is a journey for all of us. And once we get to a certain level, then you can like scale a little further, see a little further out where now I love singing the results got to me where I am and sharing that with us. Cause I've, I've, I've had a ton of coaches and there's none better than that material because we understand why we get our results. But I also now love applying it to pleasure and experiencing that emotional, spiritual and physical connection that we can never separate our mind and body So Mm -hmm. when we really start tuning into our self worth, which I believe is a lot, what holds people back then like, it's really limitless. And so I love that you're working with different consultants. Take it because we only know what we know. And now that we have this material, then it's just for us to continue to grow.
1: Mm. Yeah. And I, um, I took a peek at your, your Instagram profile. Like, I think everyone should go follow you there. we will put in the links and stuff in the description and everything. But like, She is just talking about some crazy shit that most people don't talk about. She's she's like living (laughs) orgasmic life. I'm like, what is she talking about on Instagram? I'm like, this little.
0: Because I want to be able, like I said, with reframing middle age and those types of things, I believe that. Well, I know our confidence needs to go from the bedroom to the boardroom. And I feel there's, I I mean, my story is I cheated on my husband and if somebody would have told me at the time, well, my ex-husband, um, that um, I lacked confidence during that time, or that I didn't find myself worthy, I would have told them they're wrong, but I didn't for the life that I was living. But the life I was living wasn't making me happy. But why would I go and I'd like a you know a director job? I was earning over six figures in corporate, and I could state what I want in the business, but I couldn't state what I wanted in the in the bedroom or in certain aspects when it came to the relationships that I cared most about. And so that's where I talk about orgasmic living is living a line where you can speak your truth all of the time. And you develop that confidence from the bedroom to the boardroom. And, you know, I think that a lot of us don't even realize that most, you know, we can change our subconscious mind through constant space repetition or emotional impact. And a lot of us, when we've had our first sexual experiences. If it didn't go the way we wanted or we didn't feel like We were worthy in there. That was an emotional impact that we don't even talk about that has set a baseline for us for the rest of our lives. So I want to open up this space for people to talk about, to feel comfortable, to realize that there doesn't have to be shame or guilt when we talk about you know, our pleasures in life and that until we get to a place where we can really speak our truth with the people that we love wherever we're at, then, then there's more work to be done in our self-image and understanding our worthiness and that we're enough. So I just love that space right now.
1: Very cool. You guys should follow her. You uh, you you'll <laughs> learn something you didn't know. Like it's it's really cool. Yeah. I love I love. Um, yeah. yeah, just go check her out. Put her, we'll put it on here. And then um, I always ask the guests at the end of the podcast three questions. Um, yeah. Dude. what what's uh one book everyone needs to read okay well
0: thing and grow rich we should all say but you know what i really love even like so thing and grow rich i'm sure you've been told but napoleon hill has the outwitting the devil and that book is fantastic and there's a crazy story behind it right because he wrote it just a few years after he wrote thing and grow rich but it was never released till 2011 because it's kind of like you know Talks to a little bit of stuff like oh, sex and money and these words back that we're not day, supposed to do about yeah, what right. we resist persists and how those conditions done. So I really recommend that once you've done a little bit of thinking and garbage, you go and read Outwitting the Devil.
1: Um and then um this question gets people. This will be fun. Okay. Um you gotta go back in time. Yeah, talk to your younger self, could be any age. Yeah. What age would you go back to? Number one. And then number two, when you get back there, you can only tell yourself three sentences. What three sentences would you tell yourself? What age would you go back to? And then if you want to dive into why you say those things, I'll leave it up to you. You don't have to. Sometimes um, it's nice to to just leave it as the three sentences. And sometimes it's nice to go into why. So I leave that up to the guest.
0: You know what? It's coming up to me, I really do believe that up until I was like 26 when I made that decision to move from the East back to the West to be closer to my parents, I probably would like stop around that and just have said, you don't, if your goal is to live and have your kids be part of your, your parents and have them, it doesn't mean that you have to move in close proximity you just have to start dreaming bigger and earning more. So what do you need to do? And um
1: So that's one. I'm really strict with these.
0: Yeah, that's it. Well, oh well, that's also it? that. So then I would say like stay there and get reconnected to your own goals versus living your life of what you were told you have to.
1: Mm. Very cool. I like that. Last question. Um And I frame this question because I, in a way that I don't want it to have negative energy, but I want it to, um, I want it to be something that you're like, there's other people listening to this that you could help them um, before they make a mistake. You could help them do something that, uh, and you just frame it as like, this is your opportunity to help. It's not negative. Yeah. What's your biggest regret?
0: Yeah. My biggest regret was not standing in my truth when it came to my relationship and having to go through the shame and guilt of having an affair. And I, that's why I want to share my story because I feel like there's a lot of people that are in relationships where we continually look for the other person to make us happy. And when they don't, we feel frustrated and that's not their role. That's our role. And we can't, make, find that happiness until we admit to ourselves what it is that we want, what it is that we love. And if you're not in a situation that you don't love, then say it and get to a place where you can. So I want to help people to bypass the shame and guilt that I had to feel by becoming somebody I wasn't. I knew I wasn't a cheater. I wasn't a liar, but I did those things and mm. I did those things because I didn't stand in my truth and really say what I wanted at that time. And I knew I didn't want to be in it anymore.
1: Wow. Thank you for sharing. And then, I, the I, yeah, this is, this is great. Um, I want to thank all the listeners. If you're with us now, I think it's probably been like 45 minutes. So I just want to thank you for sticking <laughs> with us as long as it means you, you got something out of it. Um, and it means the world to me that you're listening. Um, I don't try to sell anything on this. I don't want to sell anything, I'm not going to advertise, I don't even edit. Um I just want I would love if this did help you to go and share it out in your socials, leave a review so we get higher up on the ratings and get more awesome guests like Stacy on here. And then um you know, maybe this wasn't for you and you you still stuck around this long, I appreciate that even more. <laughs> yeah. But it's probably good for someone else you know. Like if you share this out, this could be the thing that helps someone, um, that you can't even imagine. So just, I would truly appreciate that. Give it a share. Um, and yeah, thank you for sticking along and Stacey. Thank you so much for, uh, coming on and spending uh 45 minutes of your time with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love
0: it, Keaton. Thank you.